So welcome to our Spotlight feature, where we talk with freelancers and entrepreneurs from around the world who are absolutely killing it on their own. Today we have a very special guest, Louise Croft, who started her career as a freelancer, is now a serial entrepreneur and digital nomad. Louise, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on this, like, almost in real life, as real life as we can manage. <laughs> <laughs> this pretty much for a digital nomad is as real life as you can manage. <laughs> Video, podcast, it's where it's at. And for, for everybody listening, stick around to the end because she is going to tell us what three tools she cannot live without. So you don't want to miss it. The burning question on everybody's mind, as always, is why did you say F the office? So I, um, when I graduated, I invented my dream job, which was um, like being a consultant for thrift shops. So I was doing like interior design, event management. It was not a real thing. Like charity shops don't <laughs> hire people to do their interior design, but I just convinced them it was something they should pay someone to do. So I got that job, which I loved. Um, but after about nine months, I'd done like four shots, a couple of events, and I was starting to think, actually, I'm already growing out of this. And it's been such a short period. I guess maybe I just get bored super quickly. Um, <laughs> and at the time, my boyfriend was a developer. So he had started to like move around. He was living in London, but it's really expensive. So he moved to Tallinn um, in Estonia because it was cheaper. And he was like, Oh, I think next I'm going to go to Thailand. And so at that point, that was my like F the office moment where I was like, I am going to Thailand. Who do you think you are going to Thailand? I'm going to Thailand. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so at that point I quit my job and it was like good timing because I was already starting to grow out of it. And we moved to Thailand together and I had zero clue what I was going to do for an income. Um, but I had savings and Thailand is so cheap. I probably had a year of runway. Um, and I just figured I would just speak to everyone and find out what they were doing. And on about day three, <laughs> um, I'd spoken to enough people that I found things I wanted to do and I was kind of already getting started. So I actually hardly used my savings at all, but I think that was what gave me the confidence to make that leap with zero clue what to do. That's an incredible story, especially given the fact that you just right off the bat knew you wanted to kind of invent this own role for yourself. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like some people discover digital nomad as a term and look into it and build up to it. But we, I feel like there's another group of people who think they've invented it. <laughs> so we were one of those. We were like, hey, Thailand, that's a good idea. Um, and so we didn't really know it was a thing, but we discovered Nomad List, which maybe you guys know, mm. it's a website that tells you like where all the nomads are living. And so that was why we chose Chiang Mai, because it was number one on Nomad List. And we were like, okay, we'll go meet some interesting people. Um, and so that was kind of the point where we realized we hadn't invented it. And actually there was a bunch <laughs> of other people who we could ask for tips, which is perfect. <laughs> that, what year was that? When did you, when did you find Nomad List and you were like, yes, this is it. This is the right thing for us. Um, what year is it now? 2018, yeah. I guess like 13, 14, something like that, like a few years ago. Okay. Amazing. So it's been a really solid run. And I want to talk a little bit more about that leap because it was totally a leap of faith that it sounds like you guys both took where in 2013 I feel like this term was still kind of new and yeah. like you said you had enough savings that you felt comfortable going 
But uh, for any listeners who are thinking that digital nomadism is something they want to get into, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest that they do? Like, are you more of a just get up and go or are you more of a planner? What we did was we just booked a two month return flight from London. Mm. So we kind of were like going traveling and it was not unusual for me to go away for two months. You know, I traveled a lot. So we just booked a return flight. So it was like September till Christmas. We're like, we'll be home for Christmas. And so it kind of felt like if it didn't work out, we didn't even really have to admit it. And (laughs) even to ourselves, it was kind of like, you know, we're just going to Thailand and we'll try and earn some money while we're out there, but we have enough money to live. And the only kind of behind the scenes difference is that we hadn't booked like back-to-back tours of temples and you know elephant sanctuaries or whatever <laughs> we didn't have all the like tourist stuff booked in we just had this blank three months and we knew we were going to be just in one city so kind of to the outside world it probably looked like we were just going traveling it wasn't like we booked a one-way mm. ticket um but to us we were like let's see if we can make this a sustainable thing so I think that's what made it not very scary like I don't remember being nervous at all because we had a return flight we had savings it was kind of no big deal and I think even we didn't know how big it was gonna get (laughs) and that we would then be doing it for years and years I think we thought maybe we'd do it for a year and it would just be like a way to travel without running out of money right right absolutely and it's now become this new way of life for you Yeah. So that's kind of my tip to people is that don't think of it as like this huge life changing, scary decision. Mm. Just take it one, one bite at a time. And I easily could have got my job back at that charity and probably a hundred other jobs like it or not like it. Like I kind of think you have to just believe that if you've done a good job where you are, they'll want you back. And if not, you can get a job somewhere else. Like you're not going to be just totally destitute so you can always come back to your old life and it will take you back but you probably won't want to I could not love that advice more and I think that'll resonate so much with our listeners too you could always go back to your old life yeah it's but I don't think you'll want to yeah (laughs) I mean that's good advice not to like swear at everyone as you leave you know like quit your job nicely leave your friends like um but also take the leap and you know you can undo pretty much anything. So just go for it and see what happens. I love that. So I want to hear a little bit more about now you've, you've left, you're now in Chiang Mai, you're talking to people about what it is that you want to do. Where did people leave you? Like what was that spark that somebody mentioned and you said, this is what I'm going to do now? Yeah. So the first thing I got interested in was drop shipping, um, which I think is a pretty common nomad route. Um, But the people I spoke to actually gave me really good advice. And they said, I think that's not right for you now, um, because they actually said it's easier if you're American, because then you can um, get all the like points on the credit cards, which actually is a large part of your profit. (laughs) Um, It's kind of all the credit card, like flight hacking, points hacking and stuff. So they said, Dropshipping is easier if you're American because lots of the sites you need an American company and and they said it's quite like numbers based and analytical and maybe actually based on your personality it's not the best thing for you but what people who I did meet who I kind of really related to were doing Udemy so I met someone called Larissa who was teaching on Udemy um, and she was like you could do this and I think at first when you think about teaching online 
almost everyone says like, oh, but I'm not an expert. You know, there's people who know more about this topic than me. Um, you're shy about being on camera. And she said, you should do a course about fashion because you love fashion. And I was like, well, I'm not a qualified stylist. So I don't have a degree in fashion. And, you know, I don't have any certificates or I don't have any awards. And she was just saying, that's not what matters. It matters that you're a good teacher. You're knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the subject. You know, you can't just make it up. But if it's mm -hmm. something you know about and you're good on camera and you're good at teaching, um, then actually you don't need to be the world expert. And often the world experts are terrible teachers. So, <laughs> Um, you know, when you think about your best teacher at school, they hadn't won a Nobel Prize for maths, but they were just good at explaining maths. Um, so that kind of got me started. And I thought Udemy would be a good fit for me because I was already a blogger. So I already had a camera. Um, I was already happy speaking on camera. Um, I already knew how to edit. So I had those kind of skills that I didn't realize were valuable. I just kind of picked them up along the way and they all bundled together really well to create Udemy. Um, so we made a course together and kind of the rest is history. Now I've got, I don't even know, like 25 or something. That's fantastic. There are so many gems in there that I want to pull apart. This is amazing. <laughs> like the, the advice that you have, I think about not necessarily being an expert in the field, but yeah. you're knowledgeable, you have the skill set, you're comfortable teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, it's incredible because something you said really resonated with me. I feel like there are so many times that we ourselves are our worst enemy. We get in our, our own way and we think, well, I can't possibly do this or I'm not comfortable on camera, but you're saying, take that leap, do it. It's, yeah. it's, it's great advice. Again, it's reversible. Like worst case scenario, the course doesn't sell and you've put in like a couple of weeks of your time. Um, maybe worst, worst case scenario is people hate your course, in which case you can just delete it. But I mean, that's just never going to happen. The most likely worst case is that it won't sell. And so you've wasted your time, which, you know, is something you should try and avoid. But when you're experimenting with new careers is kind of part of life. So you can always delete it. Like there's kind of no worst case scenario. You can just try something else. I love that. And I want to talk a little bit more about you in front of the camera. And that's because I have seen your, I've taken one of your Udemy courses. <laughs> it is incredible. Uh, I've seen you on YouTube, which uh, for all of our listeners, your YouTube channel is this really unique and incredible channel because you go so in depth behind the scenes. You are so transparent about your life as a digital nomad, your life as a Udemy educator and instructor. And I'm curious to hear a little more, where did that transparency come from? So I'm a big absorber of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube um, and I had a fashion blog for years, but the past few years I started to realize that I wasn't actually reading many blogs um, and I was putting out a lot of content, but I thought you should probably put out the same as you consume. Um, and a lot of people are still reading blogs, but I was moving on to YouTube. So I thought, okay, if that's what I'm consuming, that's what I should produce. Mm. Um, and I wanted to find some other nomads on YouTube who could give advice on where to live or business tips or travel vlogs. And I felt like there was a really big gap where there was all the YouTubers who were nomads were men and they were all American. And a lot of them were quite like, pumped up kind of like you know you can crush it and like they were really intense and kind of baseball cap sunglasses testosterone and I just thought these people don't speak to me um and a lot of them were misleading um 
And that's always the way with anything kind of about making money or entrepreneurship or a lot of them were... I don't know, selling the dream in a way that I thought wasn't very transparent. That's interesting. Misleading how? Just curious. Well, a lot of people, for example, with dropshipping, will tell you their revenue rather than their profit. So they'll say, you know, I made $100,000 of sales this week. And on dropshipping, often your margin is really tiny. So we felt like there were quite a few people... And a lot of it has been exposed to scams where they were selling access to their private membership club or whatever. And a lot of people were selling like courses on how to do things without actually having ever done it. So I do now have a course about how to do Udemy, but I was really, really reluctant. And I waited, I think, three years of teaching on Udemy to finally make a course um, because I really didn't want to make one that was just like, this is how you do it, but I've never done it. And that's what a lot of nomads are doing. Um, so I wanted to kind of wait till I was actually an expert in that one. Um, so that was what made me make my channel. I wanted to be really transparent about the downsides, um, about the money, um, and also the upsides. So, you know, now I do make a lot of money on Udemy and I think it's good to show people your figures um, and also tell them all the mistakes you've made and all the things you've learned along the way. So I think it doesn't have to just be negative to be transparent. It doesn't have to just be like, here's all the downsides, you know, here's how crappy it all is. But I think there's a balance between like saying the downsides, selling the upsides, but still being really honest throughout. I love that. And I think that honesty really resonates with your audience too, because you have some videos that are hundreds of thousands of views. And these are things about, you know, digital nomad jobs with no skills, or you have behind the scenes teaching on Udemy and they're just fantastic and informative. They clearly resonate with people. Yeah, it's been awesome. And of course the, the internet's weird because you're just making stuff and you're kind of wondering if it's affecting anyone. So they're all just kind of numbers on a screen. You don't get that much like face to face time. So it's so nice when someone DMs me or comments on a video being like, you know, you gave me the confidence to quit my job or I've made my first Udemy course. And that's the stuff that makes it really worth it because the views and things are kind of just a number. And it's hard to realize that 10,000 people is like, 10,000 people (laughs) and it's kind of a weird translation isn't it to get it off the screen and like into your mind of real people I love that and I think it speaks to to this kind of notion how many people have you know we're all so hooked on followers how many followers we have on Instagram and YouTube but it sounds like you're building a really engaged community which I think is completely different than just getting followers yeah that's the plan (laughs) I love it So you're now teaching on Udemy full-time. I'd like to hear a little bit about what your typical day looks like. Yeah, so teaching on Udemy full-time is a weird um, life because it doesn't take any time. (laughs) So um, making a course takes a lot of time. It typically takes me about 50 hours probably from like thinking of the idea and filming it and editing it and making a thumbnail, all that stuff. So sometimes I am full-time creating Um, but mostly my courses are already created by previous Louise. Thanks for that. Brilliant job. Um, so now those courses just sell. Um, and so I make a full-time income, but most of the time I'm not spending on Udemy. Um, so I'm doing a kind of a mixture of different stuff now. We're just about to start selling on Amazon. So I'm putting a lot of time into working on that, um, and my YouTube channel. And I also handle all of our, 
logistics of just like accommodation and taxes and company accounts and like all these kind of things um but not actually a lot of my time is taken up by Udemy which is kind of weird because it is my full-time job in like a roundabout way <laughs> I love that well I think you're speaking to to kind of this freelancer life of wearing many many hats or as an entrepreneur you wear many hats throughout your day and uh, what does your day look like? Just curious, since you don't have a, a set schedule, you have no clients to adhere to, no corporate nine to five to get to, how do you structure your day or do you? So we, um, we like to sleep late because that's one of the privileges of being an entrepreneur. Um, and we work late as well. So we'll typically get up at like 10 um and then we'll be working till kind of midnight um and in between that we will work out at the moment i'm doing home workouts but depending on the location sometimes we'll have a gym membership or a swimming membership or that kind of changes in each different place where we live um and neither of us can cook so we eat out for <laughs> lunch and dinner um breakfast will be like a smoothie we travel with a blender so that's the meals will be, and that takes up quite a lot of time. You know, that's kind of our leisure time is like going out for lunch and going out for dinner um, and fitness. And then it depends on the day. You know, sometimes I'll be filming YouTube videos all day. I try and batch film them. So if I've got makeup on, then I'll film. Mm. <laughs> um, and sometimes I'll be editing Udemy courses. Sometimes I'll be searching through Airbnbs to book our next place. Like it varies a lot, but the structure is kind of always the same of like, 10 till 10 um, with breaks for kind of lunch and a workout of some sort. That's incredible. And I was actually going to ask you how you maintain your health on the road, because it's hard enough to get to the gym and exercise when you're stationary. Yeah. And I know when you're on the road, it's usually the last thing on our minds. So the fact that you guys make time is pretty incredible. Yeah, it varies a lot. I think if you're somewhere for less than a month, it can be really challenging. So we try and be in somewhere for at least like four to six weeks, ideally two or three months. Um, and it doesn't always work out that way. It depends what like other travel commitments we've got and people we're seeing or weddings we're going to or whatever. But I think if you're somewhere for less than a month, it's extra hard. Like if I know some nomads are moving kind of every couple of weeks I think that can be quite difficult but for me um home workouts are the easiest to be consistent with because you don't need gym membership or whatever um so I travel with resistance bands because they're like this big <laughs> um so they're really suitcase friendly and at the moment I am paying shocker for an app which gives you um like live workouts so it's called gixo g-i-x-o um and people are doing it kind of like we are now so there's an instructor like sat at his laptop um and he will have like pre-filmed clips of each exercise come up on the screen so he'll say like you know now we're going to do 10 burpees um and the company gixo have filmed like what a really good burpee looks like like kind of hd out in a park or something so burpees will be coming up on the screen but because it's live, you can have your camera on. So he'll be saying like, Louise, in Amsterdam, I can see that your knees aren't high enough or whatever. Um, and then he'll be going, you know, Chelsea in LA, I can see that your dog is interfering. Or <laughs> so it's really fun because he's live, so he can kind of motivate you. Because I find if I just follow like a YouTube video, then you can quit halfway through or you can pause it or there's kind of no competition. Yes. So 
I really like this app because it's live and it's a bit weird that he's just sat at a computer rather than actually doing it, but he is a professional instructor and they have all different instructors. So you can have your favorites or whatever. Um, and it's great because you can just tune in live. So it also gives you that commitment of like, oh, I've got a class at 6 p.m. Um, whereas I find if I'm doing a YouTube workout, then I quite often 6 p.m. comes and goes and I'm like, oh, I'll do it in a bit. I'll just finish this task. So it's cool because you, you've kind of got a meeting with your personal trainer at 6 p.m. and he can watch you on video. So I really like it. It's my current fad. Okay, I've not heard of that at all. So I'm so glad that you shared that with our listeners because like you said, accountability goes a long way and it sounds yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's really new. I've had one where I've been the only person in the class, um, but sometimes there's only like four or five people in the class. So I think it's quite new, um, but they've raised a bunch of funding in San Francisco and I personally love it. I love that. So tell us if there are any listeners out there who are thinking of making the leap, maybe they're freelancing already, but they want to take their journey a little further. They're ready to travel. Mm -hmm. Do you have a piece of advice that you would give to somebody? So I think it's a bit of a cliche, but I would say go to Chiang Mai if you can, if you have the money and the freedom, because there's just all sorts there, you know, like there's, there's your people and then there's not your people. And that's kind of the beauty of it. There's just so many nomads there that if you do like I did and just go along to meetups and just meet a bunch of people um, and with any community, like at university, you wouldn't expect everybody to be your best friend. So there's going to be people there who you don't get along with, but just like keep on kind of speed dating friends and just meet as many people as you can. And you will meet so many great people. And that was really what got me, on this whole journey and I mean before I moved there I had no clue what different jobs nomads could have or how you make money or anything um, and you meet so many interesting people and they'll tell you people are really transparent and really willing to help so you know this Udemy course Larissa just sat down with me and we made a course together and she showed me how you make a thumbnail or all these things and she just totally set me off on this path and I feel like if I went back now I would be doing that for other people and it's still so easy to meet people. So you can meet someone who's doing drop shipping and they'll be like, Oh, why don't we open a store together or I'll help you do it. And for me, I think if you can afford to go to Chiang Mai just for a couple of months, it will be a really good jump start to your like nomad life. Interesting. I'm so glad you said that because that's definitely a new piece of advice that's tied to a specific region, but it's really interesting. And I, I think too, it's interesting to talk about just how different and diverse the nomad community really is. Yeah, I think it's hard because people get really hung up if they go somewhere and they don't get along with the nomads. And I think just because someone is a nomad, it doesn't mean they're your like best friend soulmate. So I think you have to realize that it's quite a big population now. So there's all sorts. Um, and some people are going to be your people and some people aren't. And that's fine. I love that. So tell some of our listeners, where can we find you online? So the best place is to come to my YouTube, which is Digital Nomad Girl, um, should be super easy to remember. And then that will lead you over to Instagram and Udemy and all the other places. But YouTube is kind of the best central hub. Okay, perfect. And before we sign off today, what are the three pieces of technology or tools that you absolutely cannot live and function without? Okay, so we've already done Gixo. So does that mean I get four? Does that one count? Sure, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Gixo, I obviously love 
Google um, Docs and Google Sheets and all of that, but I feel like that doesn't need to go into that. I just love a sheet. They're amazing. Um, but I really love Unroll Me. Um, so I think the web address is unroll.me. And what it is, is it... Um, it doesn't filter your spam emails, but you know all those emails that you do want to get, but you just don't want to be pinging up on your notifications. So for example, like newsletters or um, discount codes or flight deals, all that kind of stuff that like clogs up your inbox and is constantly notifying you with like, oh, you've got a new email. So it's software that you add on to your Gmail and possibly other email providers I don't know um, and it's free and you just choose what you want to have in your daily roll-up so once a day I get an email from unroll me which is a collection of like my eBay notifications or like you know my digital know my girls newsletter stuff like that um, and it's all in one so then you just scroll through and you're just like okay I'm not interested in eBay today I can delete so I really love that because it just like clears out my inbox and kind of makes my inbox a bit more of a sacred space where it's just like direct emails um but it means i don't have to unsubscribe from these newsletters and things that i do actually really enjoy so unroll me the first one um the second one is facebook newsfeed eradicator um this is a chrome extension so it only works if you have chrome um but i mean everyone has chrome because it's the best so <laughs> uh facebook newsfeed eradicator is just a chrome extension where your facebook news feed is gone and there's just a motivational quote so the reason i really like it is because you can still use facebook like i use it a lot for events or messaging people or you know checking in on particular people and notifications and all that kind of stuff so i don't want to block facebook or delete facebook i love it but i just don't want the infinite scroll you know where you go onto facebook to like check an event and then you're like oh my gosh half an hour has gone <laughs> <laughs> so it just gets rid of that like accidental scroll so I still have it on my phone so I can still look through and see who's pregnant and who's married and whatever um, but it's just not on my computer so it makes my computer a bit more of a workspace without meaning that I can't send messages and stuff like that mm -hmm. I'd really recommend that and it's free and so is unroll me um, so both of those and then let me see what my third one was because I wrote them down for you oh yeah Revolut um, I don't know how much this counts as a tool, but this is the banking like card that we use. Um, no, this is all new. This is fantastic. Okay. Yay. I'm so glad. Um, yeah. So Revolut, which is R-E-V-L-U-T. Um, and it is a kind of international bank. I know now TransferWise have one. There's also N26. There's Monzo. There's a bunch of really good ones. Um, I think Revolut might be UK only, um, but there's going to be a version that accepts your country. So you can kind of have a look online for similar to Revolut. But the thing that is good about it is that it doesn't, it gives you the real exchange rate. So you don't lose out on withdrawing money abroad. So now in the past, when I would go to Thailand, I would withdraw, you know, $500 as much as I could and just hope I didn't get mugged and like slowly spend it because so much better. Now we use our debit card just like we're a normal human being who lives here who doesn't have to like have pockets full of cash. So we really love it because it gives you the perfect exchange rate so you can just use it for contactless and ATMs and everything. Um, 
and it also has a really good app so you can just withdraw money from whatever your home bank account is into the kind of Revolut account um, but it will notify you every time something is bought um, and like where it was so you can kind of check your card hasn't been hacked in like real time rather than waiting for your bank to phone you um, you can freeze it but just temporarily so if you're like I don't know where my card mm. is right now <laughs> um, you can just kind of put it on freeze and come back um, and you can also hold several currencies so at the moment I hold euros dollars and pounds um, and you can just swap them between each one so now that we're in Europe I'm just paying for everything with euros and there's not even an exchange rate I'm just paying in euros but then when I'm in England I can use the same card just to pay in pounds and it's not exchanging it so it's a bit of a boring one banking but I'm sure it has saved us so much money and it's really nice peace of mind that's not boring in the slightest like <laughs> financial independence and being financially savvy I think is yeah. the key to freelancing digital nomadism that's incredible yeah it's so good Oh my gosh. Well, those are incredible tools. And to be honest, they're all new to me. So thank you so much for sharing those. That was my goal. Something a bit different and stuff that doesn't cost money. So all three of those are free. Oh, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know I certainly got a lot of value out of your talk today. So thank you so much for joining us. And, yeah, uh, fun. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. It was our pleasure. And I really look forward to seeing you on your YouTube channel. So for all the listeners, go check her out, Digital Nomad Girl. And, I promise uh, you'll admit, there's plenty more free tools where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I said, super transparent channel. So everything you've ever wanted to know about your career, freelancing, entrepreneurship, it's all there for you. So best of luck. Where are you calling in from today, by the way? I'm currently in Utrecht, which is just outside of Amsterdam. So we're in Holland. Perfect. All right. Well, enjoy your time there. Best of luck on your journey, wherever your journey may take you. <laughs> well, that was awesome. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the three tools that Louise shared. I know I certainly did. And if you guys enjoyed this profile and are looking for more spotlight features, tips and tools for digital nomads, freelancers and entrepreneurs, head to ftheoffice.com.